Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. I'm your host, Wabbits, and joining me today, as always, are my two lovely co-hosts, Combo. Hello, hello. And Lazira. Hello. I, I was kind of expecting you to say Flash, I'm not going to lie. That was just I've a weird moment in time. <laughs> I'm like 50-50 with Lazero and Flash right now. I'm I think that's where I put my ratio as well. I'm yeah. similar. <laughs> I've been getting a lot better. And so the only reason I'm getting better is because if I'm like talking to my partner or something about the podcast or like like anyone else about it, like outside, I'll like correct myself even though he's not there. And like I'll say Flash. I'm like, oh, Lazero, you know, like uh, yep, Lazero. Yep. Just so, so we're um, clear, if you call mm-hmm. me Flash, that is okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I do not particularly care. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all good. We love every name. You're beautiful regardless. Um, <laughs> so in my personal news, I guess, let's start with that. Actually, can I, finally... can, can oh, I, I Wabbits? Sorry, sorry. I just, yes. I want to get this out right off the bat. Um, oh, uh, Dave Chappelle released a YouTube video. Oh, uh, I haven't watched it yet. I need to, he's like, one. He, I, I, I idolize him and I have not watched it yet, but I have it favorited so I can watch it later tonight. Yeah, so uh, just just with you know everything that's going on, uh, I'd like to kind of keep some of it still still within the podcast. Um, I just I think it's phenomenal. It's called Eight Forty Six. I'm going to link it at the top of the description for the show, and you can probably just uh, you know Google or search it on YouTube. You'll find it uh, phenomenal. Just uh, I recommend anyone to listen to that. Uh, so yeah, just kind of of that continued conversation. Mm-hmm. If people okay. don't know him, he's a he's a black comedian that generally will do most of his bits about like the black experience, as he describes it, right? Of like just like growing up in and it's funny, he, he makes jokes about growing up in the hood and will then follow it up by saying that he did not grow up in the hood and like even talks about like money privilege as well, which is really uh interesting mm-hmm. to me. And so I think he's hands down one of the most like intelligent, but like also trying to make you uncomfortable by saying uncomfortable things kind of uh comedians on the planet, hands down. Like I absolutely adore him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so heard, mm-hmm. yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna say yeah. So definitely check that out. It's it's um, the one the one great thing is that like usually when when I see kind of something Dave Chappelle, I expect it to be very comedic based. But uh, this particular one was much more emotional and to the point. Nice. Um, so yeah. Okay. Definitely gonna watch that after we finish recording today. Then I know that um, at least personally, like the most that I or most that i heard about him was in one of my philosophy courses mm. where there was a really good uh or someone was a really really big fan of his and he talked to, uh, to the prof about dave Chappelle a lot mm. and she ended up loving him and it was a phenomenology course so if you understand that it kind of goes in hand in hand with like this understanding of the black experience in that Interesting. Um, so it's, yeah it's just kind of really cool to hear that that's like the majority and i'm definitely gonna be listening to that because mm-hmm. yeah he yeah. I, I i grew up with his he was probably the first comedian i knew of like growing up because i watched the Chappelle show pretty religiously growing up um and like loved it and like my, my parents like never knew that i watched it because it was it was a lot of racy humor right like that was the kind of whole point i was watching it as like a 12 and 13 year old um i was gonna and say I, I, you're, you're, you're <laughs> what I was going to say, you're watching in the mid-2000s when like the right? show came out in 90. Yeah, yeah. You got it, right? And so I watched it late, like absolutely loved it. And uh, yeah, and so then I I feel like I, I forgot about him in the like Kevin Hart hype, you know, when that like he really blew up and like everybody, everybody on the planet knew who Kevin Hart was. Uh, and then it was only once his hype kind of died down when I was in high school that I instantly refound like Dave Chappelle started like trying to find any YouTube like videos I could of his like comedy specials. And now he's like the king of Netflix specials. I think he has like four or five now on netflix so uh he's got quite a bit 
<laughs> yeah, definitely someone to watch because he's an amazing comedian. Um, I don't really know how to transition away from comedy and back you're, into. You're two monitors. Dude. We are comedy. You're, you're going to talk about. Thank your you monitor. for doing it. It finally <laughs> came. For anyone who uh, <laughs> who uh, actually knows, I've been waiting for this monitor to be shipped for two weeks longer than it was supposed to be. Um, but it finally came in, and I'm living the life with two monitors. I'm currently back up in Champ Three, so that's the two ranks that you promised mm. me. Combo. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> You wait. Remind me. You went from sixty to one forty four, correct? No. Yep. <laughs> nice. And so how much did you notice it? Like how? how I it honestly it? didn't at all. But interesting. Just, like, yeah. Okay, I super felt like I noticed it. Like I can definitely notice it if I think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And like you know, just moving the mouse around, it's like okay, that's actually so much more clean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't really have too too much of a, um, I guess like uh, intentional or like. I'm thinking about a difference. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's all in the background. It just looks nice. a lot nicer. Yeah. Everything's nicer and I love it. And I have two monitors and I can finally do two things at once. And it's great. <laughs> Is it great for your stream as well? I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Because Huge. now I don't have to have t- a laptop that barely runs Twitch. I can actually have my computer <laughs> you know running chat in the back. You know what? Low key though, when I'm watching your stream, especially when you don't have other people on and you're just you're just by yourself and you're talking through mm-hmm. every movement, I'm like, I can't believe not a lot of other Rocket League streamers actually do that. You know what I mean? Right. Like literally, it's- just talk through your thing because it's it's different content than what you see. Because you'll see a mm-hmm. lot of guys that just concentrate the whole time, right? And like, okay, you're a good player A, so therefore I'm gonna watch your <laughs> stream. Um, or you have guys who, uh, they're like you know, very quiet for like a minute or two or they'll try to interact with chat or they'll like crack a joke, but it's not the same as like you, like you're not, you're not trying to, to, cause I think the one tough thing about being like an entertainer per se, like you'll see the, uh, what Jesse's per se, right. Is like, they have to be on the whole time trying to think of stuff that's funny. You know what I mean? And that's, that's very difficult. Um, but what I like about your thing is you're really like, I'm just going to talk through everything that I'm doing. And that causes a good stream. Cause someone tunes in, they're like, Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand how this person plays. So it's actually like beneficial from a learning standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I find that, uh, personally, like it definitely helps my own thing. Cause it's like analyzing my own place. So I'm getting a little bit of like personal coaching as I'm doing, <laughs> nice. doing things, which is kind of nice there. Um, and then it also really helps me fix my own, like one, keep salt in check, which is really nice. Um, but to also fix my own, uh, like play style mistakes in the team. Cause a lot of like every so often I'll just start thinking like, Oh, the, or start saying at that, at that point, it's just a constant or it's a stream of consciousness coming out of my mouth, which is great. Um, but, uh, I'll start like analyzing my teammates a little bit, um, and being like, Oh, this guy's pretty chasey right now. And then I'll just say, well, now I have to play defensive and I'm perfectly fine with doing that and moving back into a more defensive position. Um, but if I wasn't actually thinking about it, I might not have noticed. Uh, and if I wasn't saying it, I might've just been like, or continued my play style, gotten a little bit salty and we overcommit get like, get scored on like five times because we don't have anybody back. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's really nice. It makes my player really nice. Uh, or a little I, bit I better. also like to say is that though, like this has been what, like a week now that you've been streaming, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the first day you're playing significantly better. So I think you've gotten to that streamer point where you can play at the same level that you normally do. Yeah, because uh, that first <laughs> day, I'm gonna for. be honest. I was watching some of the games <laughs> on the first day. I'm like, I mean, I get it. You're, st- you're trying to reach out on one monitor, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of kind of rough in the early days, but we're getting there. We're figuring out how to look at two monitors while I'm doing things. <laughs> uh, that's a little update on my stream. It's been going great. Um, 
more announcements that we have. We have the Legends of the Rocket Heroes coming up. It's out, right? Second episode is out, and I just like to say, um, I think because I think I just need to get this show out. There's like a point where I'm like, I just need to release this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think there's a lot of touch-ups I could have done better, but uh, I just released it because it's kind of it's episode three is where I've all tr- started to actually move the story along per se. Um, mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited to get into that and also. What I think I'll do is I'll spend the next two weeks just writing script because I think the one big thing that I tend to like do that's not good when it comes to releasing episode is I'll do script recording and then do like video technical stuff. Uh, But because of it, it's just like an exhaustion of doing skills that I'm not not super comfortable with. And that's just like, you know, I think it's hard to like stay focused the whole time if I'm like focus on all those things. So I think what I'm going to try to do is write the whole script for the whole season um uh, and then do recordings for the whole season and then do the video stuff because that way there i can actually specifically focus on that one thing mm-hmm. interesting i kind of like that um you'll have like a, a very condensed area where you can learn whatever uh all the video stuff yeah and i'm not focused on like all these new skills like different things mm-hmm. i'm trying to do at the same time i can actually compartmentalize i'm like okay let me focus on script writing for these two weeks or three weeks and then like mm-hmm okay, let me learn how to voice act the same way Nick Tackler does, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. So, so I'm hoping by the end of the summer, I'll have all the episodes out. That's kind of the plan. Uh, who knows if, you know, I might extend that if, uh, if schools don't open up in September, but if they are open, I'm definitely going to have to finish by the end of August. <laughs> <laughs> then you have other things to do but i'm excited to see the full season that's all i can say <laughs> i really can't wait for this tournament arc to go off <laughs> yeah yeah oh um, wait spoilers dude <laughs> true but it's fine it's coming out next episode um, all right <laughs> so that's that that's the end of our asap announcements um I'll say that we have no information on the tournament yet. All that we know is it's not going to be on the 11th of July. Well, <laughs> I, I was saying this as well, and this is this is definitely up to combo, but um, I think Relentless did a really good job in the last tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if, you know, if combo's up for doing a tournament, then we just kind of choose a date, uh, you know, either next week or the weekend after. If not, like, I'm, I'm sure Relentless can host a great tournament as well. So I'm I'm very confident in the different options we have. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. up to combo schedule mm-hmm. definitely stuff is available so um we'll try to keep or we will keep all of you guys updated on what is happening uh and it shouldn't be too last minute but it might be a little bit last minute so just be aware of that <laughs> um, uh and then finally rocket league news there's a new patch out that kind of they say fixed demos so that's really good um everybody's been complaining about that for a couple of years everyone always a little salty over demos and i liked that in the the announcement that they put out they actually had a little thing for uh they can't fix the latency issues because a lot of the issues are based on latency so i mean yeah <laughs> uh but yeah they actually put in a little bit of work to change those very specific uh scenarios that i think it was um was it rocket science or i can't remember which video uh or which creator uh, actually had I, a full I think Rocket Sledge had some stuff, if I remember correctly. 
was it sledge okay yeah, yeah. um there was some like a full video of like all the mistakes i know rock science had has had probably i think a couple now at this point yeah. but i think sledge had the one that was like really pa- passed around if i remember correctly mm-hmm. but i could be and wrong I think we talked about it yeah uh, when it came out as well mm-hmm. the the changes i I will say I unfortunately don't super uh, remember the like old ones and I'm sure anybody could look it up. But like, so for instance, like the forward hit check of that, you have to hit within 40 degrees of your, of your forward direction. I think it was much lower. If I remember correctly, I could be completely wrong, um, which is now nicer because that always is the main one I see people complain about is that if they're chasing somebody and hit them at like kind of like an off angle, like trading paint more than actually like hitting, they're like, why wasn't that a demo? And I still complain always. I'm sure most of us do. Um, so I'm curious to see if like, there's a, like a, a, an actual like visible and like feel different felt difference. Right. Well, uh, I'm, it I'm does seem though that they're actually from, from what I'm looking like the victim hit check, it kind of seems like they're going, they don't, they don't want like the, the side swipe demos that tend to happen from time to time where you're like beside someone and they hit you and then one person gets demoed because you slightly tilted before they did, you know, when you're going side by side and you like slightly turn your thing, they're kind of checking for that. Cause it, the mm-hmm. idea is like the impact isn't isn't really an impact. You're like literally going the same speed, and then someone slightly turns into. Yeah, it should be like a an actual like uh, intense hit, right? Like yeah. it shouldn't just be like grinding that that and like uh, causes it. Which is that's why I'm super curious about the uh, um, you know have you guys you know when you get like demoed in a, like literally a chase, like when they like just catch up enough kind of thing yeah. of maybe you take a slight turn or stuff. If if there's any demo, I would remove. I would even actually remove that because it's such a low impact hit you know what i mean um that'd be interesting to me and 100 will never happen and i'm sure people love that because it's arguably i say the demo that happens the most for for most people mm-hmm. um but uh it, to me is the least following that value of that it, it needs to be an impactful hit but i'm happy that they're moving in that direction because yeah the 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 little training paint ones sometimes when you're like i, I swear like we hit each other basically but why am i dead and, and that that mm-hmm. player is not is is nice to be away from that now I'd like to also say that I think in general, the game could tend to have like, I wouldn't mind seeing just more massive bumps that the person has to recover from. Cause I think that's mm-hmm. actually skill increasing. Um, if like some of these, you know, made it harder for them was to happen, but I say you just get like sent flying and you have to recover and get back to play. Um, but anyway, that's just, yeah, I, I would actually agree with that. Um, I know that a lot of like in a lot of cases, a good bump is much better than a demo, <laughs> which is kind of funny to well, say. Cause... If you get demo and you have no boost, you're like, well, this worked out, you know, and I'm back yeah. in a defensive somewhat position as long. The biggest thing is kind of respawning, though, and not knowing which direction you have to go. Yeah, the 50-50 sucks. Uh, I'm sad that they didn't change that, but, you know, whatever. Dude, if you just saw eventually. like if you could have your view before your car spawned, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be more than enough. <laughs> I, I would even say like to forever. I've, I've just thought like whatever side of the field you're demoed on, that's yeah. the side you spawn on. Like I, I would love that as simple as that. And so like if you're right in the middle, sure, it comes back with that like, oh, I wonder which side I'm going to go, um, which they is the current state for every single demo. So yeah, I've always just thought it's like if I get demoed on the left side, of, left side of the field, I spawn left side of the field. Simple as that has always been my, my mindset. I'm That'd surprised nice. that there wasn't a change yet. But yeah, because yeah, you could literally then it's like you get demoed on the left side and you know the ball's going towards your net. You can just as you're spawn- Spawning, already have your wheels turning right right and like i don't know if you guys do this but like i, I run that risk sometimes right like, yeah, like oh, i'll, I'll already start to, yeah. turning if i know that it's going to be like tight right and like sometimes I, I get lucky sometimes i don't i would love it if there is a little skill in being able to read that right and, and being able to get ready to actually meet that ball yep play the 50 50 that's what i do on a lot of my demos um but 
I want to say on what Combo said earlier with that demo from behind. Um, I don't think that should ever be removed because it's way too important in once. Because if you remove that, then it just you can't really get the demo of chasing the dribble and it's just mm-hmm. a free ball then whereas um, to me i the reason i'm chill with that is because i picture like the, at the end of the day, these are cars and if someone if you're chasing someone i know this is not a real life situation but in a video <laughs> game if you're chasing someone in a car um from behind what is the thing that you do in in real life you pit maneuver right like you'll hit yeah. them in the, the back end of their car to try to spin them out like on, on one of their corners and i love that i think that'd be so much fun to have in rock league because just like lazaro was saying <laughs> earlier that forces good recovery mechanics rather than just being up oh, demoed and uh, oh, now dude. Dude, wait my second to go back. You slightly hitting them actually causes pit man- <laughs> Right? And so yeah, you have to counter cool. steer out of it. Like, like that would be yeah. so cool. That would completely change the game's mechanics and engines. So like will yeah. literally never happen. But man, I would love that. Especially someone recently who's been playing GTA and like literally doing races or things like that. Obviously, there's no demos in GTA. So it like it actually is having to pit maneuver or do like actual driving skill right of like or i got pit maneuvered like uh, let's say i was playing a couple days ago and i got pit maneuvered being able to counter steer out of it with like a j turn reverse kind of thing to actually keep going so cool like there's such a higher skill ceiling then rather than just that like oh i tickled your your booster so you got blown up sorry like simple as that right so yeah, yeah we want fours of the five rocket league is what we're saying dude. right yeah. <laughs> that would be so cool i've never even thought about that but that's now i want it so we're all in agreement of from then the back. my backwards driving skills can actually take into effect. <laughs> Let me boost from my front. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I think that's probably good on total announcements for everything. Uh, a little side tangent on demos, which is fun. Always fun. Uh, let's go into our week in Rocket League. We had a tournament, which wasn't actually ours. It was Relentless's, and it went super well. It was a lot of fun. Um, did either of you catch it? And I say either of you knowing one of the answers. <laughs> I, didn't I don't know i don't know whose answer you know but yeah no I, I was not able to attend though no no <laughs> I, I i i started watching it and as i was about to watch it somebody messaged me dude i wonder who messaged you it was me um <laughs> so i was scheduled to be playing in this tournament uh you know two's tournament a lot of fun just uh you know hit up some people figured i would play in it With um who? who are you scheduled hit up paint. i was i'm gonna call him out Hit up paint was like, hey, let's play in a tournament. He was like, heck yeah, let's do it. And was super ready. We had some practice the day before. We were feeling it. It was it was gonna be real good overall. Uh moment comes up, I message him. He's like, hey, you're out. And then nothing. Didn't get anything until uh three hours later. <laughs> Which is super sad. But I was panicking for like 10 minutes because our game was supposed to be the first one on stream. And that's why I was panicking. I would have been fine otherwise. Uh, so I just went around to, or the moment I saw Lazero in the chat say something, I was like, "Oh, there's my partner." <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. When I was, I, I literally like, I didn't even because I, I knew the tournament was on, but I just like flicked it on to see like, <laughs> okay, what was up. Uh, I was like, you know, I wasn't. I kind of wanted to see how Relentless was doing and stuff. I wasn't gonna stick around for like too long. I wanted to see who was playing first. Obviously, I'm like, yep. oh, maybe I'll see Wabbits and Paint play. And then Wabbits messages me, "Hey, do you want to play?" And I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna play." And then we proceeded <laughs> to, I, I mean, I've been like Wabbits knows that, especially for like the last month or two. I definitely like play a lot of games cold. Like I'll just go in um, without warming up. And then this particular case, it definitely panned out because as I got into a game, I played the best I ever did. Like, I'm not kidding. Some of my ones play and just like touches, everything was perfect. And um, I felt bad for the other team. That's how I did. 
Two of us were popping off. We were playing amazing. We almost <laughs> did a, a passing play in the air with a pre-jump. Like, almost, yep. dude. Ugh. Yeah, like, he had a little I'm bit impressed. of an air dribble going. I pre-jumped it, and then it, it just... Was this on stream, this game? Yeah, it was yeah, on this whole stream. Game I'll, I'll go watch the VOD. I'll go watch the VOD at some point. Oh, yeah, you, you can comment. <laughs> but I, I, I actually felt bad, because, like, this team was waiting for, like, 10 minutes or whatever, because had had a partner. And, and then I go in and, in and, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then it followed that we played uh, Ty Swiggles and Warren, uh, who were able to beat us dream um, team yeah great team uh i think game one especially game one i, I was definitely in it but but Wavis does know i was i was being called the whole time <laughs> for my like my family want to watch something um and so uh i was like already ready to leave <laughs> as the second game was going and i'm like oh i wish i could ha- actually have a series um but instead i watched uh what's what is it uh, Beauty and the Beast, the uh, live action remake. Uh, I Ooh. went to watch that with my younger sister. That, good that's, movie. Good okay. movie. Uh, and that that left Wabbit's one v uh, two in the following series, <laughs> which was. But but, but to wait, give did you actually one v two in the tournament? I actually one v two. Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> in losers, yeah. After after we lost to Ty Sugles and Warren. So who um, won the tournament? Do you guys know? Do you know? Do we actually not have the results? It not, <laughs> no, it was not Ty and Warren. They are oh, tough. Because then we'd oh, be yeah, like, oh, we just lost to the champs. It doesn't matter, dude. They made it to the finals and they lost in it, but I can't remember who the actual winners were. They, were. Like, were they ASAPers or were they like people that were on nose? Do you know? Oh, I can't even remember. I feel so bad about this. I can't this. wait for them to be like, like, it'll be like Hunty and like PJ somehow. And they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who they are. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who the players were. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, overall, amazing tournament. It was a lot of fun to just get that little panic play, uh, find Lazio, and then just go down into losers. The best part about me being in losers once was I ended up playing uh, Code Red and uh, feeding that kitty in losers. And this was their second round in losers, right? Because they moved up from a, a previous game. And their previous game was also a 1v2. <laughs> so they Man, played. What a tournament games. experience for them. That's crazy. Right? And I, did they beat you? I, I, I can yeah, assume. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Long. Man, yeah, what a run. Holy. <laughs> Dude, this, this reminds me of the time when I played Hearthstone tournaments where I would, uh, like, people were trying to qualify for this, like, Contenders Cup or whatever, essentially, like, people that were not pro. There's this special cup tournament that could get you into the pro circuit um so what people would do is because you have to win one of these you have to get first place so you'd sign up to three or four different tournaments in a row uh and essentially as soon as you lost to one you'd kind of you just like leave it and go to the next one um so i ended up being like fourth or fifth in some of these tournaments because literally everyone would leave to go to the next tournament and i just stayed and i would win by forfeit uh so that's (laughs) that's what (laughs) I would I would get like it was like literally you had two tournaments that you're joined at the same time and you're just waiting to see which one plays next and then you have to decide when the next one plays whether you forfeit which one you forfeit <laughs> that, that was a strat um, but anyway that, that's where you know code red and uh feeling that kitty literally just having that lower bracket run because all these like people only have one one player Oh, it was beautiful. So much fun. Uh, <laughs> Relentless actually casted amazing, though. The entire tournament went super well. Some of his graphics were on point. Beautiful. Um, I remember or me and him talked about it a little bit before. Like I think it was the day before about how he was going through some of these graphics and actually making them in, uh, uh, and like rendering in them and everything. And I think some of them took an hour or more to render alone. And I was just like, oh, my God, that takes so long. <laughs> And I was kind of surprised about all that, but it was nice to see a little background stuff, uh, help him through it. And then his casting was 
on point great definitely if you get the chance go rewatch but not gonna expect too he's much solid dude he's solid yeah I got, he I got no complaints super great um that's why we love to have him cast our asap tournaments tournaments when we get the chance um yeah any any final thoughts on our weekend rocket league <laughs> oh wait i have another one uh, <laughs> do it do it this this weekend for me was actually just the the twos tournaments um because i played in another twos tournament because i got randomly asked while i was on a walk uh by clickbait <laughs> uh to play in a twos tournament in like an hour at the time and i was like yeah sure i'm, I'm on a walk right now i'm eating but i'll play <laughs> oh then, dude wabbit's eating you know you know it's it's gonna be close because like <laughs> it can, listen wabbit's eating can be like five minutes and he's back or it can be 45 you don't know dude it's a hundred percent i'm not gonna pretend that's wrong that's just true <laughs> i mean like, it might be better now that you're you know back back at the homestead but it's not better, um, it's not better? oh okay it's not better sometimes but i honestly, go get a snack if he's the mm. one making the food then you're like Psh, it's like two minutes or it's two hours you don't know <laughs> that is a hundred percent true i'm not even gonna lie about that <laughs> uh but yeah ended up playing in that tournament it was a lot of fun with click um <laughs> it was super scuffed uh everything would just went like very wrong for the tournament there's a lot of technical difficulties so i think one of the teams dropped out and it was a round robin um, it was supposed to end at 10 30 which was like clickbait's hard uh last yeah hard stop and i think we finished at like 10 45 or 10 or pretty much 11 and it was you know he was panicking the entire time reasonably did win? we did win oh, okay. <laughs> we swept nice. the tournament <laughs> And no, I get he, it. I get yeah. it. Kid has to yep. go to bed. You know what yep. was it? Uh, what was it run out of? Like, do you remember? Like, what was uh, what the what org or things like that? Like, where did it even come from? Uh, I will find that in one second. It's really not that important. No, I was just curious. Defy. What Defy Esports or Defy? I guess Defy. Defy. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, neither have I. Uh, I think it's just a small one that's maybe being created. There's a lot of small see. communities, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of small. Well, I'd also like to say that if we're ever in a tournament, ten o'clock is my bedtime. So if you go past <laughs> ten o'clock, I will, I will fall asleep on you. I will uh, happily run ones in a twos tournament, and you know that. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we won that. He got an awesome new um, logo, and that was actually really cool. Uh, oh, that logo is really cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's the one that he put in the in the Discord. So that was really cool. Um, Wait, did they give him a logo for winning? Yep, that was the, the prize, and I said that he could have it because you know he was the one that found the tournament. I was wow, just happy you don't to play need it. a new logo. You can just literally Google bunny. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that's where I found my bunny Ross, my new Steam profile pick, and that's what I'm running on Steam, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> I don't yes. think I've seen it. Gotta go, go, gotta go find it now. Oh, you do. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's got a little afro and a paintbrush, is next to an easel. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, he is a cutie. I like him. Yeah. Uh, what a great painting too. Holy right? Everything's amazing. It's just a Sound, perfect sounds a little lad. Right? Okay. I'm so happy that you enjoy it. I got combos approval. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything else for your week? Because that actually was my week. <laughs> no, sir. I have drastically uh limited the time so uh, that I've been around, which has been nice. Uh good break and stuff. My my week not in Rocket League, but kind of like driving ask if you want to say that was we my partner and i went downtown calgary uh just to, like spend a day like downtown and i don't know have you guys ever heard of like lime scooters or bird scooters 
I have no idea what that is. So I don't think they're anywhere in like the GTA. I might be wrong, but uh, I this is, is apparently a very common thing here and a, a lot of places in the States. Uh, but they are electric scooters that are just like dispersed throughout the city. Uh, and like they they have a certain range. They like cannot leave the city. I'll uh, tell you, you just, right now, dude. In mm-hmm. Poland, they're everywhere. Like those, right, like, and yeah. So like, bikes, I've, I've, scooters, so cool. You want, yeah. So Lime does bikes and scooters. So we, we have all scooters here. Um, and yeah, there's a little electric scooter. You just sign in on your phone and like scan the code of the scooter and it unlocks it for you. Um, they went, man. We were going like 30, 35, 40 kilometers an hour downhill. Like it was, it was, it was pretty nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, so we we just like took a wipe around on those and stuff. And instantly, I started to think of like, I wonder if you could do like kick uh like kicking a ball like soccer with like rocket league-esque on these scooters and just whip around on like a field because we even did some off-roading and we, it, it worked pretty well so it was that was my like little week of like seeing if there's ways to play irl rocket league <laughs> have you guys ever seen i remember someone sent it to me this is just a random thing and i'll look forward if people haven't seen it before but um i've seen the people that played rocket league with real cars and then they had like uh, yes. diggers <laughs> like cat diggers as the goalies have you seen those before <laughs> yeah have you yeah. zero well, I, I don't. I remember seeing cars trying to hit balls, and then it was mm-hmm. just a mess. I don't think I saw goalies. Like I thought it was. Yeah, the, yeah. This one, it was. I like lost my mind the first time I saw it. And I've, I've been tagged in it so many times by like family friends or friends that like know I play Rocket League. Uh, but it's yeah, it's like five cars, just or five six cars whipping around, uh, just hitting like a giant blow up soccer ball. But the goalies are like little like construction diggers that are like moving their arms to like block the net. It was wild to like watch. It was so funny watching them go for big saves and stuff. I like our IRL rocket. We have to have a week of IRL rocket league or something one time. That sounds terrifying, but also kind of funny. <laughs> so many views. Uh, what about you? Lizzie? <laughs> like when it comes to rocket league specifically, uh, I mean, there's, a, there's something I want to talk about beginners corner. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess this is a good transition. Um, I like it. it. In general, uh, I, I did notice the one thing that I am enjoying is that I'm playing in that champ one, uh, you know, high champ one range. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I think sometimes when I was in the lower rank, I felt like playing competitive ranked was kind of like a, a numbing thing. Cause I didn't feel like I was getting as much from it. Um, but just the fact that I'm in a higher rank, I feel like I'm pushed more in just in regular games, which is better for improving. Uh, so that's one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying is that like, I'll go into a rank game. And I'm like, no, I can't just like dilly dally wrong. Like I gotta, I gotta actually focus. Another thing is that, um, they like the games, man, there, there are some games where it just, it feels like everybody is so brainless in how they're playing. Um, and like, they're just, they're just hitting the ball and chasing like everybody and they have good rotations, but there's no purpose behind the hit. It's like either bang it down field or shoot. Like there's no other thought process. Um, but I've noticed that sometimes when I'm in those games, instead of trying to slow the play down, I just have to like <laughs> match it. If that makes yep. sense. Uh, cause slowing the play down just makes your own rotation worse. Uh, sometimes because your teammates are already going really quickly and I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're all doing this. Like <laughs> this is the game we're getting. Sometimes yeah. you just, you can't beat it. You just got to join it. Cause if you, you try and if you try and beat it, this is what I was going through like mm-hmm. a month ago and for like the past little bit. <laughs> you can't just slow it down because the moment you try to, then your teammates are out of position and they're either on your uh, on your tail trying to take the ball from you or mm-hmm. they're just both pushed up waiting for a pass and then you just get scored on. Yeah, the, it's like, the only time you can really slow it down is if you know your teammates, 
your two teammates are out of play. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you can slow it down, but you don't slow it down to try to do a move. You literally slow it down and just do a slow 50, like, yeah. <laughs> like a low 50 that's slow to kill the ball. Yep. Don't try to play it out. Cause if you play it out, you speed up the play and then your, you know, your teammate hasn't, hasn't been back yet. Right. It's a terrible, terrible situation that you have to figure out how to win. <laughs> and the way to win is just go all out with it that's all i can figure out um yeah i don't know want to talk about beginner's corner let's do it yeah yeah well yeah uh in the in the old adage this is this is maybe not so beginner's corner but um i think the one thing when i started this podcast i always said there's like particular skills i was working on um so i'd say like the last two weeks has been definitely flicks um i've been like scoring a lot more flicks and like getting them and it's just been effective because just the ability like playing ones of course um i think the nice thing is is, like just getting a lot of goals is something like if you think about it if you play threes and like you score a goal let's just say every game right like you play 10 games you only score 10 goals but like in ones you can get that in two or three games sometimes Um, so just hitting the target with an opponent that's trying to obstruct you getting that kind of I guess live practice per se game day practice is nice in ones. Um, and then the, the, the flex obviously was a skill that like I, in ones I was able to practice a lot against an opponent, but then in threes, it'll be a tie match, you know what I mean? Like, or a close match. And it can be the difference between me scoring a goal, right. getting on, on top of the car doing quick flick, um, rather than, uh, me just hitting the ball into that guy again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and feeling stuck as if I can't beat the defender. So it's just it's just another tool that was very nice. Um, so I've been thinking about tools that like I feel like I've kind of there there are things that I need to just sit down and learn, and they take a while. Um, and and I think there I'm at a point where I feel there it makes sense for me to learn these skills. You know what I mean? Like I'm not other like all the other skills I'm relatively maybe average at. Uh, but these are some new skills I can learn that that I feel can be beneficial, and they're pretty cool. Um, so, uh, the first of these are flip resets that I've been. I think before I once practiced them, but now I'm like, they are tough, dude. Like you need to. I feel like you have like full control of how your car rotates in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's and the setup is different from an air dribble, which always messes with me. Because uh, an air dribble, I like to be really really close to the ball as I go up. Uh, when I do that, trying to do a flip reset, it just doesn't work. <laughs> like I just end up fair driven the ball away from me. And then I'm like, Oh, uh, tough luck. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so I've been practicing flip resets and, and the next thing after that would be flip cancels. And I think the big reason I want to bring it up is like, I don't know if either of you, did you guys just, uh, especially combo, like, did you just like literally practice it like a million times and eventually got it? Or was there some stuff that helped you when it came to learning flip, uh, flip resets specifically? Uh, flip. So the, the, I was. I'm happy that you're bringing this. I've been like hearing your. This this is feeling like OG podcast now of like hearing how you're dealing with the skill that then like I have learned and like can adequately do uh, and like thinking about my my process. The fun part about this and why I'm excited you're bringing it up is like I only really learned flip resets. I would say a couple months ago, like when mm-hmm. I actually put in the effort. Not even uh, and only I'd say maybe a month ago. I'm now at a point where I'm like I I w- generally will not miss a flip reset. Like getting the actual reset. Um, and now it's just about like really refining my aim is like the kind of like with the actual shot from it or pass or whatever i'm trying to do uh which is fun and like and uh, i'm happy to hear that you're trying it and i'm going to tell you right away um 
zero, there are going to be people probably in our server too, that are going to say that as a C1, you shouldn't be learning flip resets, um, that there's other things you can, and like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm sure there's other things that you can definitely refine to get there. Like I recently, one of my, uh, like literally the first guy that I bought this game with on release just came back after like kind of basically fully retiring from gaming. Uh, and so him and I played like a little bit this week and like he's, he instantly got up to like 1600 without being able to do any like modern mechanics, basically mm-hmm. like, he can't even yeah. ceiling shot. Um, it just like, which to me is like the, the living, breathing proof of like consistency can get you very far. But, okay, let's let's uh, be honest. Like mm-hmm. uh, up to C one, maybe I'll see one or two shots from the ceiling per game. You know, mm-hmm. like like there is no need to know that up to that line. You got it right. And so that, and that's what I was gonna say of that. Even like a flip reset. Like, do you really need to flip reset in diamond, or can Definitely you just not. hit good boomers top right corner to beat the goalie? Right, like little things like that. Um, but the, and this is what I want to bring up. Flip resets for me, and this is why I think this is a little more personal. Flip resets for me were the first mechanic in probably over a year that I was like actually eager to learn and like felt f- it was fun to practice. It's super satisfying when you hit them. Right, like little things like that, which is exciting. And so to me, if right now, right away, the first thing that you said is hard about flip resets is that it feels like you have to have like perfect control of your car. That is you like nail on the head because I found I was able to learn flip resets faster than I've learned any other skill in this game. I remember learning ceiling shots and I think I spent three to four weeks like daily consistently practicing ceiling shots and could not master them until that like almost month of like hardcore training flip resets. I was hitting them consistently by like day two of practicing. And to me right away, that shows me that it's the difference right now for like you trying to learn them versus me is that obviously I have a lot more hours and practice with car control. So it's much easier for me to manage to get my car into the position that allows for the flip reset itself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, what's kind of exciting in, in my head is that for you, your first step in learning flip resets in my head is uh, you should be actually practicing, like you said, an air dribble setup, but really identifying and like nailing what is the actual difference in setting them up. Because I completely agree with you whenever I like, if I'm going for a flip reset uh, and you'd never know playing with me because uh, I'd like to think I'm pretty good at recovering into something <laughs> else. But uh, if I'm going for a flip reset and it ends up being too close to my car, like you said, I'm just going to turn it into an air dribble because I can do those anyways. And so you like, if I'm playing with, let's say you two, you'd be like, Oh, there's an air dribble. Like no questions asked. Whereas in my head, I'm like, oh, I messed up the flip reset. Like, ah, I'm bad kind of thing. Uh, And so clearly that is still the part that is like a little tricky uh, to to master and the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, what's up? I found found that was pretty fun is that uh, if if I screw the setup up, I'll just turn it into like a spinning air dribble, which is mm-hmm. really cool. So like, I'm, I'm like still not disappointed. I'm like, well, I can't right. get the, uh, the flip reset. But I, now like I have a really cool air in the last couple of months have been failed flip resets because it's turned into this like gross bar uh, like ball control <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes into a double touch and things like that, right? And so, um, hundred percent. So like, I'm happy you're learning them. Please like continue to do so, even if people are like, you don't need it at, at like C1, uh, because like, truthfully you don't like like I, I've played C2s like recently if. I I'm playing with like other folks that can flip reset and will still win the game like six one. And I'm like, yeah, you like you like work on other stuff first. No, um, but but it's still like it, it like I said, it, it's such a fun and satisfying mechanic. And luckily pushes not only your launches for things like air dribble, ceiling shots, the works, like it, it helps you practice those. It practices air car control, right? Because you need to learn how to somehow, and this was the hard part for the like, everybody learning flip resets. You need to get your car parallel to the ground meaning that your boost is heading towards a wall. Like it's not, it's not keeping you up anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means you need to maintain enough height on your initial boosting so that the ball (laughs) falls faster than you do without you using additional boost to keep yourself up. That is actually a very complicated task. If you think about that, right? Like that is not easy to do. Uh, And so it's like, it'd be one thing if I was just doing like air control, like if you like Mm -hmm. imagine it without the ball, but it's another thing to do that while timing 
how the ball is going to fall. You know right. I mean? And then you have to, you're timing it. You have to learn when do you stop boosting down, like, uh, like towards the, or like away from <laughs> you the ground, fly I guess. Forward and, you miss it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. and like when I was learning them, man, like every single time I was just barreling my nose into the front of the ball because I, I didn't know how to keep my car hovering to enough without the boost to be able to hit that ball. And that's why you see the people who are hitting like triple, flippery sets off backboards are the people who know how to stall right because stalling is so important for that kind of stuff and like now i'm starting to get into those i just scored uh, like a stalling double flippery set like backboard touch a couple days ago which was pretty exciting and like um fun to actually practice that kind of stuff like i said it's super satisfying so that's why i I, if there's any advice i can say from what i was doing when i was practicing um regardless of our, our differences in levels of like car control i would say the main thing you need to like really really grind you're probably already doing this because you're pretty good at like giving yourself personal feedback to see what you need to do is working on that launch particularly the way i worked on it was i would always set up basically identical to how i'd set up an air dribble but i would do a little uh, like break check almost when i was really practicing to like slow myself down enough that i was far away enough from the ball to do it and i found when i started doing that i was never even close to catching up to the ball because of that and now i can do it without the break check right now it's just a mm. quick little like pull off the gas and i'm good but i found starting on the opposite end of it kind of helped my mind wrap mind around it right of like yeah rather than like oh always when i launch with an air dribble i'm going to be equal boosting to keep speed with the ball so i stay near the ball so i can start the air dribble now it's the opposite i'm like i want to hit it to the point that now i can basically still be on the wall when the ball is almost reaching its peak and then i'm going to go up so my upwards momentum is going to meet it's the ball's downwards momentum and then i get a flip reset and i found like that strategy i never really got good shots or power from the flip reset but that was like i said how i mastered hitting uh, definitely not mastered how i got better at um just well, the, getting the yeah reset the first step is is being Got able it. to understand like your mind understand how that ball's yeah. moving and hit that flip even if even if i don't get the hit after as long as i'm getting the reset that's the first step and then i can and, that, and that was it for me man like i was so many times i remember like when i was hitting them a couple months ago uh whoever i was playing with i'd be like oh you see that flipper and they'd be like yeah and i was like yeah i didn't do anything but i did it like I, <laughs> it was not relevant to the game but i but i hit a flip um and so now it's a like now i'm at the opposite end where i was like i'm never gonna go for a flip reset unless i like very intentionally know what i'm going for nothing frustrates me more than when i'm playing with people that are just going for flip resets like in our defensive end for like no reason um and like don't even get a good clear from it or little things like that but no i'm so happy you brought up the car control point man because like that was i i was shocked how quickly i learned it and i'm like wow am i like just really good at the game now like what's going on here but it's not even that it's just that like my car control has surpassed a level that i it, I, I think i've said it several times on the podcast of that like you some days you have to be a monkey right so you can test what your actual skill is mm-hmm. versus what you think your skill is and for me what mechanics have really pushed my car control that i do basically nothing since ceiling shots so now at like almost a year later i'd say if not more i'm trying a new mechanic and it was so easy to to learn for me because it's all been on that car control training and practice so that that's like hands down the biggest first step to learning it but man i'm pumped that you're doing them there they they get so satisfying so quick and, and i'll just say like when it comes because uh, i'm doing this training pack as well that has like a bunch of setups for it um and like the very first shot in the training pack is just like a backboard bounce where you essentially it's like do a forward flip reset um and to me like that's super easy like because i think going forwards i i have a level of comfortability with the understanding like how to position my ball to get that reset 
um it's like when i'm upside down you know what i mean where where it becomes really tricky when it comes to the uh the air control um but the yeah, it was reason- hovering for me man yeah, not being able to actually like since you the whole point of rocket league is that you have one place that the boost comes from so you yeah. point up to go up but if we need to go up to get a flip reset to the ball but you have to also be upside down and flat yeah. then you can't go up <laughs> it's the least logical mechanic to go for but that i think is what makes it so challenging to defend and even to just do in the first place right and, and I just wanted to mention it because I was actually playing a ones game today, and the funniest thing happened to me, where I I, tw- I think I like blocked a shot and twisted, um, and it was like it was a, it was a clear actually I was it was in the offensive zone, uh, it was a one v one, and the guy cleared it, and I hit into like I hit the ball and I got a reset, and then like it took me like a second to realize, but I'm like, I'm now in the air. And if I don't hit this ball again, this guy has like a free shot on net. So I actually got like a forward flip reset, like a, like a front facing flip reset and hit the ball again into the side of the wall so that the guy couldn't get it. And then I thought that was the funniest thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, do you have any like larger experience with flip resets or anything yet? Is that, has nope. that even rolled into your arsenal yet? <laughs> I've sometimes gotten a flip reset mostly by accident. And then 99% of the time I use it for a wave dash just to recover. I, <laughs> to be yep. fair, I've gotten for accident before. And then I usually do it just to get back to my own zone. <laughs> like, yep. That's a hundred percent. it. I get the flip reset. I get the, the wave dash back out. And that's, that's the extent of my flip reset knowledge. <laughs> um, but on this note of understanding your actual car control and getting better with the higher level mechanics, uh, for me, that's been double touches. Um, cause I've actually been like very intentional with double touches and going for them. And I've finally gotten semi consistent with being able to do it. Um, so I'm just really happy with like understanding the setup, understanding all that. And like you're saying, like, I feel like I got it or, or combo, like you were saying, um, I feel like I understood them relatively quickly. Uh, just by having like the understanding of, okay, this is how I get a boomer to the back wall. All I have to do is then jump up in the specific way to get a hit down. And the only thing that's actually been a struggle for me is figuring out how to get the correct read. And as I just practice it more then I figure it out better and better. And that's basically where I'm at. It's just understanding things. So maybe once I figure out how to actually do double touches consistently, I'll start working off the presets because those could be fun. Oh, okay. So, you guys talk about them, yeah, dude. Uh, when we were doing that, the first game in the tournament, I think both of us got a double touch into the post, like consecutively. I think that was yep. the thing that happened, where <laughs> you went to double touch it, and then you hit the post, and then I off the rebound from the post. Well, you know where it does that weird like inward angle. Yep, I yep. hit it into the post, got a double touch, and hit the post again. And I was like, this is, I don't even know what's going on right now, dude. It was beautiful. I actually remember that. Because <laughs> I was so sad that I missed that, that double touch. And then I was like, oh, wait, Lizzie was just sitting right there in front of it. And then he's just booming into the post. And then it just bounces twice. And I'm like, what even happens? <laughs> yeah, I was freaking out there. That was great. I think we let him the goal at that point. But, you know, that was, that was okay. That was not the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still won the rest. Oh, wait, was that against the Ty Warren? No, 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 that was the first game. Okay. Uh, okay. Regardless, when it comes, yeah, I feel like uh, double touch is definitely another mechanic that I can, I could see being a lot more useful, like faster than than full presets. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I think my mentality on them up until I got like 
like I said, very consistent with flip resets was always that like, I don't need to like grind flip resets because I do way more double touches in a game and like a 1600 mm-hmm. lobby than I would ever do flip resets. Funnily enough, it's actually starting to be the opposite. I think my flip resets are starting to take over because now with that confidence comes the toolbox, right? Of being able to know like, oh, if I'm in my corner, great. Maybe I can boom into the neutral zone. But if the pass isn't going to be far enough to my teammate, then I can go for a flip reset to get that just little extra oomph to get it to the little things like that, right? Is like what I've like really been finding. But man, double touches for me, like the, the day that I, kind of knew how valuable it was to get like actually consistent like shooting levels of consistent with them was the day that the like whenever we talk about goaltending and like even like c2 plus right of that straight shots don't go in generally because goalies are just good um mm-hmm. so that's why you have to look for passes you have to look for a good flick or like little things like that that can change it up and so for me when you get to like when when i noticed when i was queuing only like 1600 to 1900 lobbies even any type of like good solid ones mechanic in a threes lobby will never go in because even if you beat the first everybody's just rotating supersonic the entire time so you're never going to be able to beat it so double touches became that kind of like coup de gras that i was able to even if i'm not shooting with it i'm just going to double it off the backboard for a pass or like little things like that so now again that that toolbox of even just the mechanic of the double touch has expanded uh, as you get to the higher levels and so on and so for me i think a good wake-up call for anybody who maybe hasn't like mastered them or like gotten close to yet um should be if you're noticing that your normal mechanics are not getting you the same amount of goals that you felt like you would normally get that's probably when a good wake-up call is that like double touches are kind of your next big step uh for for looking there for me at least is what i had noticed Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much exactly what I've noticed uh, now. And like you say that C2 plus can save or consistently get those straight shot saves, but like it's kind of iffy. They can't. Okay. Really. Okay. Let's be <laughs> honest. You know, in a C1, a C2 lobby, if there are three of them like around the net, you shooting probably won't go in. Right. <laughs> Honestly, if there are three of them, like actually, no, maybe the, the more of them there are. <laughs> But, but like my, my head's still I'm with you though on the first point Lazero because anytime I see any more than one goalie if I see I always go for a double touch as long as there's no like backboard defender I will always always go for it because generally as the point I think you guys were just about to make it leads to the chaos of that like oh who's getting it who like why is no one on backboard and then everybody goes for it and it opens it yeah. right up which I love um, whereas completely agree if there's three goalies and they're actually in good positions maybe you have one front post one challenging and one backboard never go for the double touch like that is not the play at all right like because that's, that's when you do the uh combo famous uh shot pass the shot pass I mean? right yeah you're, you're <laughs> aiming for a post to see if you can get in the middle my old teammate like got back in and um, that was like him and i coined that and like would always say it and like literally in our like second or third game a couple days ago when we were like quickly playing for like an hour um he like missed a, like a boomer and he's like oh good shot pass there we go we're good boys and i was like my like heart melted i was like oh i'm like so happy <laughs> He remembers. Uh, yeah, I think we're probably pretty okay for uh, this whole thing. That's actually super wholesome, with, uh, him remembering that, though. Um, I think we're good on flip resets and a little side tangent on double, tu- uh, double touches. Um, just, you know, use them whenever they're available. I never actually thought of using a flip reset as, um, like, get the boom and then flip reset to continue the bang, like the, the big shot over uh, to get it out of your zone. I just kind of, I like that little side thing that you said, that random fact uh, of like insight into high GC or mid GC, sorry. 
<laughs> where that's an, that's an option that I never would have thought about. <laughs> well, because it, yeah, it only came up honestly from watching pros because I've I've seen quite a few do that, like of them do it quite a bit. Even as far as like booming, going with the boom, them driving onto the ceiling, jumping off the ceiling into a flip reset to get more, yeah. like even higher level. Um, but the because for me, it's like anytime you boom and like this uh, through and through goes in my play style. Of I love when the other team booms because I'm the type of player that's actively always waiting for that, um, so I can slow it down and so. If I encounter someone who's doing the same and I'm noticing none of my booms are working, then I'll do a boom hoping that they're going to try to read that right away. And then they'll notice by the time they notice that I'm already following, I'm already hopefully setting up that flip reset, right? To then pop it up over them. And just like that, we're starting, let's say it's two is like a two on one or we're starting a three on two or whatever that ends up looking like as we're moving down field, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's super useful and definitely the toolbox that you always talk about. And I love it. Um, but I think we're probably good to go over to the next area where there's actually a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to go into comp corner. Uh, and specifically, I want to start with the Lethemir Euro Cup uh, 10K tournament that happened last week. Um, and then we'll talk about the codename covert later on. Um, did either of you watch many of the, the Euro Cup games? Because I have a little bit that references some stuff earlier. Only, but, only highlights for me. Okay. Like I said, I've, I've basically been able to watch nothing, yeah. so just highlights. Okay. I watched the uh, Dig Oxygen series. Because uh, okay. I, I think the one big thing that I took from these two tournaments is there are certain storylines that I'm really enjoying and like I want to to, to watch, and Dignitas Oxygen is definitely one of them, just because mm-hmm. of the uh, Astral Trade. Definitely, yeah. That's actually, uh, there's a fair bit of you know drama and knowledge in that one. But specifically, actually with that game... What I wanted to talk about was uh, something that uh, I think it was Combo had said earlier, where it was um, y- you mentioned that like people in GC and people once you get to the higher levels are just always rotating at supersonic and able to get these uh, these saves on whatever it is. Um, I noticed that that was just basically the entire game on both sides, where it was people just getting. Well, yes, it was like a very good shot. It was a double touch or a flip reset or whatever it might have been. Um, but it was just putting those shots and preparing those shots on goal in very good placement. But the defense of both teams was to the point where they were four OTs in the series. Like, (laughs) yeah, like they were completely useless. And these were long overtimes and these were not high scoring games. (laughs) Like there's two, four, uh, over four minute overtimes in this. Uh, there's enough, there's one game that's outside of, uh, um, an O2, uh, Mm. or, no, there's two games that are outside of a like not a two goal game or not a one goal game, and the, like everything was just like I, I was watching this and I wrote this down in my notes that it was essentially perfect Rocket League, um, like perfect rotational Rocket League, but they just didn't do anything good. <laughs> um, so like, like they didn't they make were, mistakes, but like the plays felt like there was just like very basic like stick to basic shoots. Like, exactly. Shoot it, keep it going. Yep. It the way that I want to say it is that it felt like um, slightly above uh, rank S six mans because it was just like they were, they weren't doing anything as a team. Like they hadn't figured themselves out yet as a team and hadn't, hadn't figured out how to work as like, they hadn't figured out their own play style that would work very well for them. So they just played a very basic, we're going to rotate really well. We're going to shoot the, shoot the ball in the net. We're going to get the saves. And that was it. <laughs> which is fair because like i think a lot some of these teams like it's like when you go into a game like that the the, their goal is like let's make as 
like literally it, it feels like when i watch a series like this it's like both teams are just like let's not make mistakes like that's the only thing that's in their mind it kind of feels like it's yeah. like focus on rotating hit the ball hard and accurately and just don't miss the ball like that that's kind of what it feels like mm-hmm. for both these teams that's don't be the one hun- causing the mistake and that's why it, it takes so long in overtime because like why why is there so many overtimes in this series because it feels like you you have one team like when they're on offense they're not trying to do anything creative they're just sticking to like basic shots and pass pass play like well very basic pass plays right yep. a lot of backboard booming a lot of yeah yep nothing getting fancy and i think um in the entire seven game series um there i might have missed one but i think there was only one actual forced mistake and by that i mean like a bump play or um like boost starving directly well, because like that's that. the risk right like if you think about it like if yeah, you're and- playing this series and you're like let's net- mitigate risk as soon as uh, like one player is going for a bump play while someone's shooting you're creating an opening that the other person could potentially exploit mm-hmm. and essentially these teams didn't want any of that yeah and like yes it's super safe but i've said it before like you're playing not to get scored on instead of trying or instead of playing to score it's like you don't want to play to not lose you want to play to win and i don't know i it was amazing to watch and anybody that is like not um at this highest level of pro game pretty much should probably aspire to play exactly like these two teams played <laughs> your ranked <laughs> games should look like that just, yeah, like just that's no what mistake. it was perfect but if you're at pro level and it's just like what no you can't do this you need to do more you need to have like this each outplay. of these players individually can do so much more is like yeah their toolbox is a lot greater than yeah uh, jab cross you know yeah, like the the perfect play isn't enough. You need like you need this really nutty outplay, which like I don't know, you get a flip reset into a double touch or something. But then you also need something else because there's always going to be somebody rotating back to get like to be there for when the outplay happens. And that's not like just the outplay isn't enough. You need that plus one. And I they probably know that. Like both of these teams definitely know that, but they they weren't able to do it. And it might just be like growing pains and figuring themselves out, but that's welcome yeah. to the introduction of the bump and demo meta my friend of right. uh, when everybody when, when nobody makes mistakes what do you do you have to force them right and then so yeah that's uh well, it's because, that plays out what has been absolutely dismantled by the bump meta mm-hmm. i just want like to that, say yeah. it seems like it almost works better when it's it's almost like the simplest way to cause chaos in, in these kind of very rotational plays mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why i mentioned there was only one forced mistake like there was only one demo that led to a goal and that that's it like it happened in the last game too <laughs> like i don't even know what was happening it was just it yeah the demo meta makes sense but like this wasn't even it didn't even look like they were you know the basic rotation where you get the boost you rotate through the net and then get the other boost it's kind of yeah. slow so it doesn't really work at pro level but it, it i don't think i saw it happen <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think it was like a thought-based game. It was just mechanics. We're playing this well. We're not going to think about strategies. We're just going to do it very well, pass, do whatever else like on our team and not worry about the other team. And I think that's what it comes down to as the major, my major issue, at least with this game. I <laughs> this mean, to, to be fair, if you have Astral Shoset and Pharaoh, I feel like these kind of games would favor you, but maybe they just didn't make that active decision to tr- try to be more creative. Mm-hmm because when you have a team like that if anything individual plays is something i i feel like you should be excelling at especially when the other team is giving you a little more space per se 
Well, the thing is they were excelling at these individual plays. Like there were, they constantly got a flip reset or a flick or something else past one of the defenders. It was just, there was always somebody else rotating back in to get safe and get beating one person. Isn't enough. Maybe beating two people usually isn't enough. <laughs> There's three people on the other team and that's all that I'm going for. Yeah. I don't know. Very good game. Definitely watch it if you want to know how to play perfect Rocket League, but not good enough. <laughs> I mean, perfect in the sense of no mistake, Rocket League. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is it, why there's yeah. a meta. <laughs> exactly. It's conventionally perfect, Rocket League. Let's say that. <laughs> um, a coach's nightmare. Exactly. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, that's all I got to say for that specific game. Are you. The next- I, I watched three different series that I thought would be really interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to say the next one real quick because that was the Dignitas BDS one. Because um, I wanted to see what BDS was doing and it was pretty good. They were playing like fairly well overall. Um, but I'm pretty sure that this game came down to, and I don't, I hate to do this, but I'm pretty sure that it came down to Joro's uh, not having the experience to play this long or play as long as he did in the highest level. Um, and like, I hate to put it on him, but like, I, I really do feel like that's what ended up happening because I, I appreciate him. the wording though. Cause I'm like, we've, we've been mad when, well, at least I have been mad when people will be like, oh, well, like they're, they were just brought in as the sub. And so like Arju, for instance, like, oh, he's brought in the sub and he was clutch. So like, why is he not clutch now? Like that? I, I hate that language because like, why are you expecting a rookie to be the clutch? Like he, he is surrounded by two other phenomenal players. Like let them be the clutch. Whereas mm-hmm. in this case, like the way you're wording it is that it's like, oh, well, like I don't want to say that it's, it's not his fault because he wasn't the best on the team. It's potentially <laughs> his fault because like he, he's literally not like he was brought yeah. in as a filler ultimately right of uh, to fill the, the void that was left so uh mm-hmm. yeah no I, I think your wording's fine there don't worry about that like and BP. uh wabbits would know especially because i remember watching a tryout with wabbits i don't know if it was the, this this year or last year um, last <laughs> I, I i don't know which trial it was but wabbits came in and he's like slightly lower ranked than the people he was trying out against i think it was Broggy sports right mm-hmm. um and rabbits like like i think was mvp the first three games like played phenomenally like everything's going well he's hitting every shot um uh but then it fell apart you know what i mean like the first three games if you were like just try out for three games only like rabbits looked like the best player on the field he was the lowest rank but he was scoring everything and he wasn't making any mistakes uh by game 10 though wabbits was done you know (laughs) (laughs) yep it was just too much i couldn't play that long and that was like the first I'd probably been playing again for like two months, maybe three, and I wasn't ready. <laughs> Put me in now and I get A team. Maybe not, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing where like you come in and you're feeling like really good and you're used to it and or you're not used to it, but like the stress is actually helping you. And then as time goes on, you completely lose it uh, and you start playing a lot worse. So it's like, it's too bad, but I really do want to see more of this because Violent Panda 1 picked up a lot. He played amazing that entire game. And then Yukio did classic Yukio stuff where he just pops off like, off for like three different goals and a couple different saves, but just consistent throughout the rest. Um, yeah, that, that's what I want to say for that one. Uh, by the end of, or I think it was by like one minute into game three overtime, I was like, Dig isn't getting another goal this game. <laughs> or the series and that's that's what ended up happening like i called that and then i checked the the stats and i was like yeah okay that's that makes sense um which was 
real sad, but it, that's exactly what, what happens. Um, and that's all I got to say there. Like nothing, no negative things whatsoever to Jorius. He mm-hmm. played amazing. Um, I'm just happy to see how good the Spaniards have been doing, man, and in yeah. all these tournaments. Like BDS, looking for Don't get me wrong. Like, I think I think Monkey Moon is absolutely gross on that team. Extra looked really good as well. From the highlights I saw, at least I saw some very nutty goals. Um, <laughs> but even like Giants Gaming, man, have been absolutely showing up in the the last couple of tournaments. The the X Canyon or previous Canyons before they're getting signed. Um, just the, these Spaniards, man, they're they're coming up strong, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't watch any of the Giants Gaming ones, sadly, but. I might have to go back and watch those because <laughs> the Spaniards are like, they're, they're coming out strong. Uh, and what was the last one? That it shows, heard? it shows what infrastructure does though. Right. Of like, they are one oh. of the only countries that has a dedicated, like almost professional league outside of the RLCS, right? Like they're one of the few countries that actually has that. Um, and it, it's clearly showing right of that. I don't know. I, I could, I might be looking at um, like a, uh, incorrectly causation here but the the way i see it is that it's like i it could either be that they had that much talent that they started a league or they started a league and now there's this much talent coming out um but man like they're they're that their like spanish league has been running for a while and so i'm not surprised that like i, I think it's about a year and a half maybe two years now that's been running that now we're seeing them out competing these like top eu teams which is like pretty exciting um and mm-hmm. even like when when i got involved trying to start uh, the ontario crl um that was our exact goal right was that like ontario literally had like two notable teams in in crl in total across north america so we're like hey why don't we make an ontario league throughout the summer so that we can all play each other scrim get better and so on by the end of the season a lot of the people who i remember came in that weren't gcs left as gcs was that because of the league maybe maybe not maybe it was their motivation to like grind and get better like that's the way i like to look at it um but i love that like it's proving that there there's like there's value to this institutional uh and like infrastructural background to a, a country putting in the work for it right and obviously so when i say a country i don't mean like the spanish government is instituting <laughs> rocket league leagues uh i mean that like there there is such an interest that they're like yeah let's start some actual just like international or not like international like within their nation um leagues which is super exciting so yeah and mm-hmm. This is why historically, like when it comes to esports, Korea has been so dominant, right? If you think about it, it's that ability to have within the nation infrastructure that promotes the players there and gives them the reason to get better. And so, um, you know, take League of Legends, take Overwatch, take whatever, because of these countries that would have these leagues within within themselves when they went on the international stage, they were so far above the other teams. So the fact that Spain has had the, for two years, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised like going forward all of a sudden we're like, you know, all of, uh, EU, uh, RLCS is, um, RLCS is uh, my mind is so blown. Okay. Uh, so you good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my mind, my mind, listen, the problem is league of legends just had this like promo that was on YouTube. And then I'm just, I just, I, I didn't want to, um, mess up which league I was talking about. <laughs> um so anyway all the rlcs eu uh like that all of a sudden all the top players are going to be from spain and we're going to be like well how did this happen it's like well they had a league that literally promoted their players and if you're if you're like a champ one player champ three player maybe um even like a low gc player if you're like oh there's a league i can compete in that's within my own country which i feel more comfortable competing in you know what i mean it's in spanish whatever everything's related to what like fostering and it's like something that i can focus on as like a smaller step before the bigger step all of a sudden you have a lot more top tier players so 
Uh, I think going forward, I mean, it, it already sh- shows that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the as I was looking at it, and as I'm seeing these teams doing like better and better each time, um, instantly, and like even just to, to pull it even to traditional sport as I like to do, uh, I even look at like in in the NHL of that for for decades uh now the canada has obviously been one of the driving forces of like junior talent and young talent uh and like still is don't get me wrong like like, we we are arguably the best if not one of the best countries in the world for pumping out talent right now i remember when i was uh i remember when i was uh, what's called watching the juniors like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, uh, the like Canada was just absolutely dominant because we, we've had the OHL for, I think, 30, 40 years now, maybe even pushing 50. Um, and so whereas the U.S. Uh, just, I think, a decade ago or just over started the U.S. development camp, which is their kind of rival to what we have in, uh, in the CHL, OHL, WHL, all these little leagues for development in Canada. Um, and now we're seeing America actually start to take over with junior talent because rather than just having a like a league that you're drafted into and just kind of play, this entire mini league is actually only dedicated to development, skill development, team development, the works. So some of the like best stars we've ever seen now are starting to come out of this program. And it shows that the infrastructure that was put in place is allowing them to exceed in this like international level instead as well. Right. So uh, much smaller scale in Rocket League, but we're through and through. We're seeing the the benefits of it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's actually really good. Uh, oh, what, I forget what the word is, but parallel um, analogy. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, really good there. Um, like it just directly correlates to that. And I'm wondering if we'll see more similar to that. Uh, pop out in the uh rocket league scene or if it'll just like stop with the spanish uh i want to say spanish armada coming over but <laughs> uh yeah that, that'll be really interesting um bds did do amazing this tournament though uh they kind of just took advantage of everybody playing badly and i feel like that's how they ended up winning here and yeah congrats to them for winning the the tournament big ggs big ggs that's uh the euro cup Went pretty well. If you want to rewatch it, it's pretty good. There are a lot of actually really good games um, and good things coming from it. Uh, the other yeah, actually, <laughs> we didn't talk about this. I feel like we need to. Uh, Fruity on Mouse Esports for this tournament. Oh, yes. Uh, um, that worked out. <laughs> it did work out. It worked out pretty well, but I feel like he was lacking in some places, especially defense. He was playing in a very good offensive role um, along with speed. But I don't think his defense was up to the part that he needed to be, at least not to fill Scrubs' shoes, which might have been uh, like was part of the reason they lost um, when they did in the finals. Um, I don't from, know if you're telling me Mousy Spurs was gonna beat uh, I RV <laughs> twice. Uh, yeah. I would take it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I even, uh, I laughed. I saw, cause like I said, like I ended up watching highlights and I only watched highlights because I saw this tweet of that fairy tweeted and he's like, I can't remember exactly the wording, but it was, a uh, um, GG's all like played horrible today. I looked like a guy who's had the game for just about two hours or something like that. And it made me laugh. Um, that instantly made me want to go see like what happened. But yeah, man, big shout outs. The, I cannot believe how well most did. Mm-hmm. And like, Again, like I said earlier, it's just growing pains. I'm not going to take anything away from them. It's just teams learning how to play with each other. It's not me bashing them. They're great players and everything, but yeah. I mean, Freddy's uh, still filling too, right? But is it still filling? Is it not official? I, I thought I thought it was still just for this tournament. Okay. It might Mostly because I think the future of most esports is very murky right now. But yeah, I don't, we'll don't want to get into rumors. Yeah. Um, well, don't worry. Like, uh, you know, given our track record of the last three weeks, uh, this will be announced, uh, you know, this evening. 
Yeah. One yeah. we usually would have recorded our podcast. I, I would like to say, though, historically, most people are the best with one sub, like one person changed out. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that uh, so, WSOE they won? Yeah. Yep, yep. This, is, this might be one of the first times that they were defeated with a single sub. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's how good BDS is. Most <laughs> people uh, has to rotate one player every half year and they can win a tournament. Yeah, it's just perfect. They win everything at that point. <laughs> okay i think that's good enough for eu let's go into the other tournament that happened which was the covert tournament um i didn't watch any of this because i didn't realize it was a different tournament let's all go right <laughs> i got i got a couple things to say uh first thing the layout the 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 just the overlay was so clean like I'm like, I can't believe uh, the main RLCS doesn't do this because it, it was just so nice to like not be bombarded with with information and stuff on the screen and literally just like two colors and two numbers and like the rest of the screen is actually dedicated to Rocket League. Um, it reminds me of uh, the good old StarCraft days um, where they... StarCraft, look, like if you go to really old VODs, it was like the basic in-game overlay that like everyone had and it's not bad but it's like you know it was it was very clunky and it kind of filled up a lot of space on the screen um but what ended up happening i think it was like 2013 2012 is some developer like made this crazy mod for the game that later uh the company actually just used um but it just made everything look really clean so like when you're watching you're just like oh okay there's 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 a lot of space on the screen but it's all like effective space now. It's not just like random, you know, like graphics or, or, or circles or stuff that just makes the screen look messy. So and the one thing that I really like about co- uh, the covert tournament here is that it um, just just it was very nice going into the game. And like I'm very I'm very much one for simplicity and, and minimalism. And it definitely appealed to me in that sense. <laughs> uh, so that's that the first thing I want to say about the tournament. The second thing um is hold on let me where uh yeah i guess the big the big thing that that this tournament um kind of highlighted was the new nrg um so like i said dig oxygen was was the thing i was looking at in the other tournament in this tournament it was like how well is squishy gonna do uh with this new nrg squad and so uh i was i mean this is i mean this is why i love the transfers happening because i think it gives me new incentive to watch the tournaments if there's no big LAN that i have to look forward to just the idea of like oh there's new players let me see how they do on this new thing um on this new team in this new tournament uh, i think that was very nice to, to kind of watch and see how people are doing um and so in this case squishy energy energy squishy uh took it uh all the way so uh i guess, I guess that's really really what it is another thing is like low-key space station has become an na powerhouse and i mean i, I know i've said this for a while but like this, this like off season, I can see them winning a whole bunch of these smaller tournaments. Oh yeah, definitely. Like they're, I think they've only really been taken down by G two and NRG, right? I yeah, I mean, and now Cloud 9s out, which is something that you did want to talk about. But I think very realistically, Space Station could become like that top three with NRG and G two in the future. Mm-hmm. I think we're going back to a, a big three in NA. <laughs> out come on lads you know they, they still have two-thirds of their roster it just means the org's gone the, the right? org is gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, actually 
69. <laughs> I'd like to ask Combo, are you going to follow? Are you going to cheer for Energy now, or are you going to cheer for the uh, other two? Uh, I will cheer for Energy far more than I ever have. Like, because my order has always been C9 G2 Energy. Um, now it's I would say I put them almost tied with like I, I c9 is just my favorite esports org so i will still mm-hmm. watch them and, and, and appreciate and cheer for them but um squishy was ultimately the, the first pro and that's a lie i fell in love with Kronovi very early when i watched him play marky duda and ranked um but it was funny enough the, the the lab that i was mentioning my old teammate um he put me on to squishy because i was watching all of Kronovi stuff on youtube back before like rlcs started um and he was telling me about this like guy squishy who's just like stone cold, but like really good. And was like, hopefully playing with like Lucinio going into season two, as we continue to watch and stuff like that. Um, and so I started watching him in season two and I was like, I, I was so in awe of like how talented he was. Um, and then he didn't qualify with Iris. Right. Um, and so I was like really sad and like, Oh, I didn't get to watch him and so on. So squishy was still, and still is are easily my favorite pro. So I will definitely cheer for energy far more and, and was as I was following through with this tournament as well so fair very fair um yeah i'm on on really got to go back and watch this because now i want to see what the or how squishy ended up uh working with this team because there's a whole bunch of theory crafting that i had that i wanted to talk about but like everything happened so i don't know <laughs> the one thing to add is like i I'd like zero you nailed it like they're the overlay man so good like so yeah. so stellar for it um particularly the um uh, what's it called? The whenever people scored, I don't know if you guys noticed where it says like goal scored by and then assist by like straight out of traditional sport. And I loved watching it. Like I really, really loved it. And I love that we're finally getting to the point that everybody's showing boost meters. Like I, I love seeing boost meters. It makes me so happy. And I'll just, it, if, if I were to have one little nitpick, um, and this is like, because, but I'll say that right now, this is the cleanest looking tournament that I've watched. I'll say right now from an overlay perspective, like it's the best overlay I've seen in Rocket League. My one nitpick is that when they were uh, in between games, um, and you'd have the series score, uh, it'd be the same color. Like it would look the same as the score in game when you went into game. If that makes sense. So so, but in game the series score would be a different color. If that makes sense. So my point is that essentially I would get confused because I would see. Uh, I would see like three, let's just say it's three, one on the scoreboard in game. And I'm like, Oh, the series is three, one, but I know that was the actual score happening. Uh, But then when they went to the commentators to talk about it, the same thing, the, the color, the colors that were there for the score in game were now being used for the series. And that that was just like a little bit of confusion. So I would say like, make sure it's consistent that like whatever, however you want your series thing to look, make sure it stays the same. and doesn't switch between the score because it just becomes confusing. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, I was very impressed and I was very, very happy actually with the tournament. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about uh, like kind of a lot of like the general idea of the orgs kind of leaving um, yeah. and your thoughts on them. A little bit to talk about there at the very least, just to go over. Um, so we know that C9 has officially left, dropped the, their team. Um, Gimmick and Tormund are still together from what we know. Can I just um, say that like, if Squishy had signed already this energy contract, it kind of made sense. Like, I think the org wasn't going to... Hmm, that's actually Squ- a good point. Like Squishy feels like, like if you have a poster boy for your org and then that guy's leaving for another team, it kind of might be a good time to, to head out and, until you have a new team that you want to pick up. Yeah, I wonder what happened then at that point because like there's a 
I always thought that it was C9 left and then Squishy went to Energy, but it might have been the other way around. Squishy went to Energy and then. Oh, C9. I'm sure there were talks very early. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. Of like Even in the last two off seasons, like when Cloud9 was having their problems, I would not be surprised if Squishy was looking at options. So. Right? Mm-hmm. I. I like and and some people are worried about like all these orgs leaving, but I think right now especially, I mean even like uh, reciprocity, right? The, the the team before Oxygen picked up the players. Um, like I think the truth is just that in this kind of environment, an environment where like things are going pretty well and you can kind of kind of sustain an org off sponsorships. I think in environment now there's a lot less sponsorships that are that are, people are going to be willing to sign new contracts. Uh, I think a lot of orgs are either money saving until, you know, there, there's better times um, just, just with the, you know, COVID and everything. Um, so I, I wouldn't be too worried right now. Like, I don't think this is a reflection of the game. I think this is a general reflection of um, esports in general. <laughs> yep. I, I very much agree with that. Like even with the, uh, the rumors of mouse leaving, like I'm not at all worried and I, or with C9 or them leave, uh, actually heading out. Regardless, it's like there's a decent chance that they come back, whether it's with a new team or whether it's uh, once everything's uh, over and things are a bit clearer. Uh, I think that'll just like happen naturally, and we'll we'll see them back likely at, at another or a later date. I, I just like to say that uh, worst case scenario, um, we're just gonna have like all these Chinese teams come in in the empty space, like Dran- Dragon <laughs> Phoenix Gaming, the the greatest uh, name in uh, in esports today. Um, but no, no, like I I actually wouldn't be surprised if like some people like a lot of these Chinese teams would be like, well, I can pick up a Rocket League team. Why not? You know, <laughs> that should be really interesting. That probably. Uh bring over the entire Chinese audience and then maybe actually, I, yeah, to be fair, the game would have to be very much focused in China. And if it isn't, I don't, it might be harder yeah. to see that. Yeah. I don't think there's much of a presence in China right now. And that's kind of an issue there, but maybe this could start it. Who knows? <laughs> Regardless, if, if someone does have money and wants to get into this place, now's probably a good time to pick up teams. Definitely. <laughs> Topple over players, but I mean, and you have to have money to, to spare. <laughs> We're referencing the ASAP team again. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you have money to spare? Uh, I wasn't aware of this. <laughs> Not anymore. I already got a computer. Um, Actually, yeah, get, wait to Twitch career. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once that's done, it's like, we're good. <laughs> um, Combo, do you have any thoughts on this? Like on, yeah, on, on the, the Arc Legion or no? No, I think you guys covered it well. Um, rough times, definitely in general. Uh, we saw the letter of that people were unimpressed with the communication from Synax in general, and so it seems as if that's already starting to be addressed. As we're as like some little statements and comments are coming out, um, they obviously reacted very quickly by then announcing this like community tournament takeover, like all these kind of things. So uh, seems as if they're they're trying, and now we're hearing the whole like. Uh, it's called three stage attempt, right? With one world. It's like, it sounds like there's a, there's a lot more coming out, which is good. So as long as Sionix uh, like, uh, works with the orgs rather than doing what they think's in their best interest and having the orgs just tag along, um, then I do not remotely foresee a problem in terms of like losing more orgs based on structure. If anything, I think we'll start seeing orgs like cloud nine, for instance, coming back if they are able to find like a young, maybe up and coming team or things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, to, to be fair to cloud nine, like if they find a young, up, up can, up and coming team that they can pay significantly less than what the contract they're paying squishy. Uh, they might just take it, you know? True. Um, so I, going back a, a moment, if you're mm-hmm. okay. Um, 
I just I was looking over the the Liquipedia page for the covert codename covert, and I noticed there's a forfeit in one of the the group stages, and I'm wondering if either of you know about that. It was Sonic's versus Plot Twist. There, were, Sonic's forfeited forfeited that instead of actually playing the playing it out. Uh, in the group no, stages. No idea, my end. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did hear actually controversy with uh, Lethemir that there was like a zero second the server died or something. Oh. Um, but like oh. it wasn't a guaranteed goal, but like Kexir was about to hit the ball. I don't know. Okay. Uh, okay. Maybe it's, it's like you don't do a player re- like the ball was in the air. One team's ahead, mm-hmm. and then like server dies when the ball's in the air at zero seconds, and like someone's about to hit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you like it or not, I think in most cases you just give it to the team that's winning. Yep. Yep. Like I probably. don't, I did like as as much as it sucks because like the other team's like, oh, I have like a perfect shot on that or whatever, right? That was the situation. <laughs> but it's like, it sucks. But at the same time, I mean, you're not replaying that whole game because that yeah. yeah. For a, a zero second goal, because once again, this is why overtime. online tournaments are like this is why yep. world championships and online tournaments a lot of people have problems with, right? Uh, the only Never thing I was able to find on Reddit, by the way, for the Sonics thing was apparently at this point they were already eliminated, so they knew there was no point in playing the match. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Actually, that, that is from a random Reddit thing, so but, yeah. plot, keep that in mind. Plot twist but, couldn't have possibly passed either at that point in round three. Both mm-hmm. those teams were making it through, so it really made no sense. You got it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, yeah, okay. Last limit. Things to, to wrap up, I think, is probably where we're going. Uh, we have Salt Mine 2, Johnny Boys 1's tournament coming up. Uh, I think. Do we know when that is? It's it's, so that's that's the, not the next tournament. That's the tournament after. The one that's literally happening as we are currently speaking is the Brawl 10K, um, is the one literally going on right now. Like G2 is currently playing. Um, <laughs> and then Salt Mine 2, yeah, is next week, and which is Johnny Boys 1's tournament. Perfect. Okay, yeah. so that's your next no, and as a, for a little storyline of people need, want to know, um, as so on June 18th uh, at 5.15 EDT, technically uh, is is what is the currently scheduled match. Um, there, it is likely that NRG will be playing XC9 Rad Enterprises. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, we, well, we saw that game, though, already mm-hmm. in the tournament, um, and it, it went one way. But it was, <laughs> yes. to be fair, it was Rettles, but it did go one way. Yeah, whereas so now Torment and Gimmick are playing with Illusion uh, in this one. So That's interesting. I I don't think it'll work. I would put but... money on NRG winning it. I'll say <laughs> that much. <laughs> Very I want to see like a third that I'm like, well, this this is the thing, right? Like I, I have no idea where Torment and uh, Gimmick, Gimmick are, are at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, It'll be hard to get a, a good team going with us, with them, but we'll see uh, how this ends up. That'll be interesting. Um, you got the time and date from Combo just now, and then final thing we have new season structure. Uh, Combo, uh, did you and mechanic? Do you want to? Do do you want to table this? Yeah, I, I, we can we can happily go over that in MM. It's this week, so okay, perfect. Okay, <laughs> so that'll be gone over in mechanically mediocre. Perfect. There's a lot to go over with the new season structure, and it's more than easy enough to have like a full separate podcast on. Dude, mm-hmm. I was about to say like we need at least thirty minutes. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not. I don't want to talk about that right now. It's not happening. <laughs> this was just. I, 
it's there. <laughs> I'll say this much after you guys do talk about MM, maybe Wabbits and I can give some of our thoughts coming out of, of listening to that podcast uh, next week. I'm down for that. That that'll be good. We'll have like a little mini uh, segment at the beginning of um, whenever, next week. yeah, when whenever we want to, and then we'll just talk about it. That'll be good. Um, so yeah, there is a new season structure. If you want to hear about that, listen to the mechanically mediocre. That'll be coming out Friday or Saturday or I don't know, sometime around there. Um, and that's how we got. That's where we're ending. <laughs> Woo. Uh, so big shout outs to all of our patrons for one, and then super big spe- shout outs specifically to our roll call patrons, Jay Wise, Miffa, Paint, Tim Chu Barker, Relentless, and Psych Uh, so thank all of you six for being roll call patrons and getting your name shouted out. And then thank all of the other patrons for still continuing supporting us because it actually does matter a lot and it's very nice. Um, and then a final thank you to all of the uh, listeners in general for just supporting us through you know that the listen getting the, the views up and existing here we're great tell people about the show if you enjoy it that's all so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all you gotta do you don't have to you don't have to be a patron you just gotta tell people <laughs> uh so this has been a good episode let's get out of here i've been wabbits that's been combo and there's also been Mozilla. and have a great week Bye-bye.